0: You're listening to Coaching for Leaders. This is episode number 40, airing on June 4th, 2012. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to Coaching for Leaders. This is the show for leaders who want to improve themselves so they can better engage and develop others. Whether you're a seasoned leader or leading people for the very first time, Improving your leadership skills will drive your success, and most importantly, the success of others. This week's topic, Get Noticed in a Noisy World. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coaching for Leaders. My name is Dave stahoviak and I'm coming to you from our studio out here in Orange County, California, where it was a beautiful weekend, and the highlight of my weekend was getting to see our little boy, Luke, in a swimming pool for the first time. Oh, what a neat thing that was. He just had his four-month, uh, uh, I was going to say anniversary, but that's not right, birthday. I'm not sure what the right term is. Four months old this weekend. And Watching him in the pool was just so much fun with uh, Bonnie and I, and I've been thinking about that as I was preparing for the show here today because there sure is a lot of coaching that goes into parenting, and those of you who are parents know exactly what I mean. It's sometimes trying to decide when's the right time to introduce something new, and sometimes you move too quickly, and sometimes you move too slowly, and sometimes you don't coach enough, and sometimes you coach too much. And you know it's really true, the same thing in leading people and communicating people too. We're always making mistakes, we're always learning, and of course, we're always growing too. And that's why I'm so glad that you have tuned into this show, because this is a show for people who are leaders, who want to be leaders, who are making mistakes every day like I know I am and growing and just genuinely trying to improve themselves so they can genuinely and honestly engage and develop others not just for the short term not just for tomorrow or next quarter's numbers but for the long term and uh, this is the final two episodes in our series on presenting and speaking and i'm glad that you joined me today because i do have a very special guest with me today, who has a very unique perspective on presenting and speaking not uh, because, uh, he does a lot of it, but even more importantly than that, he has gotten noticed in a noisy world. And in fact, he has a new book out, which is a new bestseller that is called platform get noticed in a noisy world. And my guest today is a gentleman named Michael Hyatt. And you've heard me talk about Michael before on this show. And, uh, link to some of his resources and michael has a huge blog on the internet at michaelhyatt.com a very popular it's one of the top leadership blogs on the internet if not the top one uh, he welcomes over three hundred thousand visitors to his blog every single month and i'm so uh honored that uh, one of our mutual friends cliff ravenscraft put us in touch And so I had the opportunity to sit down with uh, Michael uh, virtually this past week and interview him about his new book. And I think you'll find from this interview that he has a lot of great ideas and suggestions, not only for getting your word out and if you have something to say or something to sell out in the world, uh, but just as importantly, he has a great message for leaders and being able to communicate effectively. And so he's a perfect fit for our episode here on presenting and speaking. So let me jump right in here to my interview with Michael Hyatt. I'm pleased to welcome Michael Hyatt as my guest this week. Michael is the chairman and former CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishers, which is the largest Christian publishing company in the world. And today he's best known as the voice behind michaelhyatt.com, which is a blog and website focusing on intentional leadership. Michael also speaks professionally to audiences all over the world, and he hosts his own podcast, which is titled This Is Your Life. And I am one of the happy listeners to that show, so I'm pleased to welcome him on today's show to talk about his new book, Platform, Get Noticed in a Noisy World. Michael, welcome to Coaching for Leaders. Thanks,
1: Dave. Great to be with you.
0: You know, I wanted to mention before we started off and talked about platform that I've really been enjoying your podcast that you started, I think it was back in February. And, um, you know, I've gained something of value from each episode that I've listened to. But in particular, I remember listening to episode number eight, uh, which you titled How to Benefit from Setbacks and Failures. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I think is just essential for leaders is just being transparent and being authentic with the people that they lead. And uh, if ever anyone is looking for a great roadmap for how to do that, I think episode eight of uh, your show, This Is Your Life, is just a great roadmap for it. It's one of the best 30-minute podcasts I've listened to in a long time. So, well, Thank you. I, I, I Yeah, I just wanted to compliment you on doing a great job with that, and I encourage our audience to really reach out and to look into that as well. Um, uh, Michael, what is a platform, and why did you decide to write a book about it?
1: Well, platform is uh, that thing you stand on to get seen or heard. You know, it used to be a, um, a hill, perhaps, or a wooden stage or even a, a concrete stage. But today, it's really about people. It's your fans, your followers, your prospects, your customers, maybe even the people that you work with. And I got started in this uh, in about 2004 when I decided I was going to start writing a blog. It was almost an accidental platform that I built, mm-hmm. but I just wanted a place that would be, become the repository for my best thinking, a place where I could kind of hammer out my thinking and figure out what I thought about various topics and and become a repository that I could pass along to my colleagues and the people I was working with. But uh, somewhere along the, the way, it took off, Dave. And in 2008, it went from about 1,000 readers a month to twenty-two thousand readers a month, largely because I started using uh, social media. Wow! And today I have about uh, three hundred thousand unique visitors a month on my blog at michaelhyatt.com. It's
0: incredible. You start the book off by saying, "All the world is a stage," and how do Shakespeare's words still matter today?
1: Well, I think if it was true then, four hundred years ago, for Shakespeare, it's true like crazy today because we all are on stage. You know, people expect us to perform. People are watching us. And with social media, people have access to us in a way that uh, they've never had before. And I think this is an unprecedented opportunity for leaders, especially because if leadership is about influence, social media makes it possible to leverage our influence and really influence people that we would never meet otherwise. So, you know, I I just really have embraced it and think it's a wonderful opportunity for all leaders everywhere.
0: Hmm. And I know that many leaders are still learning social media for the first time. It's uh, just new information for a lot of people. And I know a lot of us have struggled with how to utilize social media effectively. For those who are just jumping into social media for the first time, is, uh, is there any first steps you'd recommend, uh, first thing to do before jumping
1: in? Well, I think if you're serious about building a platform, if you want to have influence, create an alternative media channel, be able to uh, recruit, pe- recruit people into your organization or develop prospects for your products or services. A platform is a great way to do that today. And I would suggest as a first step, probably to start a blog or a podcast or even a videocast, but to have a place in cyberspace that you own and control. And I refer to this in the book as your home base. And this shouldn't be by definition, some place that you don't own and control like Facebook or Twitter. Hmm. Those are what I call in the book embassies places where you uh, have credentials to get into those places, but you don't own it or control it, but you've got access to it and you maintain a presence there, but you're constantly referring people back to your home base. And again, whether it's a blog or a podcast or a website, but it's a place where you're controlling the messaging and controlling the branding.
0: Hmm. I I read in your book about engaging people online through social media, and I, I can't help but notice that so many people do this well-intentioned, but do it very poorly. And it seems like many individuals and organizations will create a Facebook page or they'll create a Twitter account and they'll just start blasting things out without really engaging their audiences. And why is making that shift to engagement so important?
1: Well, I think a lot of people look at social media like they look at other media, that it's a broadcast medium. And so they're just pumping out information. It's a one-way communique. It's a monologue, not a dialogue. But the problem is that social media has shifted. The key, the operative word is social. Hmm. People expect a dialogue. They want to be able to talk with you. They want to be able to engage with you. And as it turns out, in the brave new world of social media, it's that engagement. It's that um, dialogue that actually creates trust, which leads to uh, conversion, whether it's converting people to... Your service, your product, your cause, your brand, whatever it is. Sure. But people that get convinced uh, of your sincerity and engage with you personally are the people that are going to convert and the people that are going to become your raving fans. I know this is something
0: that I've struggled with is trying to figure out how to bridge that gap between just kind of getting information out there and blasting information out and really making that transition to engaging people. And I'm wondering what advice you have for our audience, many of whom who are small business owners themselves, that could make that shift from just kind of blasting things out or just having a
1: presence to genuine engagement in social media. I I try to think of it, Dave, as a dinner party. You know, and this is kind of the paradigm or or the metaphor that I use, but when you're engaging in social media, particularly on your home base, again, whether it's a podcast or it's a, a blog... I try to think of it as me being the host of a dinner party where I've invited friends over for a conversation, for a really meaningful conversation. Hmm. Uh, what that means is is that you know, I'm not inviting them over to, to listen to me give a speech. You know That would be rude. It would be boring. I probably wouldn't get a lot of takers after the first dinner uh, meeting that I had like that. Yeah. But, but what I try to do is, uh, is not to answer every question, to leave some room for them to be able to discuss the topic, And to provide a mechanism for them to have some feedback. And so, you know, typically on a blog, you'll have a comment section, Um, even in a podcast. You know, I do this on my podcast where I refer people back to the show notes and then I have comments below that where I'm actively involved and engaged in the conversation. It doesn't mean I respond to every single comment. That doesn't scale. Once you get about 100 comments or more, you just can't respond to everybody. Mm -hmm. Plus, honestly, it'd be kind of weird You know, it's like, again, at a dinner party, if everybody who made a comment, if I felt the need that I had to comment on it, after a while, you just think, why is that guy dominating the conversation? Yeah, exactly. But instead, I try to interject myself when I feel like I can add value or I can further the conversation. And sometimes that's just by asking a question. And I think I took my blog to a whole uh, new level when I started ending it with a question. I'd end a blog post with a question. Uh, that invites the conversation and leaves it more open-ended, which results in a lot of productive dialogue.
0: I love the analogy of the dinner party because I think, I know I've fallen into this trap, is it's so easy to forget that when you're looking at your computer screen that there are real people on the other end of the spectrum. And, And when I have gotten myself out of that belief <laughs> and more toward thinking about how I interact with people in real life, it's so much easier to engage and connect with people online. And I just I think it's that's that's just a big obstacle for a lot of us. Okay.
1: If I could just interject one thing yeah. here also I think this is an important lesson for leaders to learn because I think that sometimes when we get into the new position of leadership, we think it's all about having the right answers. You know, that we've got to be sort of the expert authority. We've got to have an answer every time somebody comes to us. Mm-hmm. And I've found that sometimes the best way to lead is to ask really great questions. Hmm. Sometimes the answers come from your team, not from you. But as the leader, your privilege is to facilitate the conversation and, and like a, a, an orchestra conductor to bring from the different people that are part of the team the best possible music, to, to bring forth their best work. And oftentimes the answer doesn't come from you as the leader, but it comes from the people that are on the team.
0: Hmm. Our show is in the midst of a series on presentations and speaking and how leaders can get their message across more effectively. And one of the things that I've been saying again and again to our audience, and they're probably tired of hearing me say it, is that uh, while how you present and deliver a presentation is important, the actual content of the presentation is by far the most important aspect. And I couldn't help but notice that you also advise leaders trying to create a platform to start with wow. Wow. Could you explain what you mean by starting
1: with wow? Yeah, it it really uh, came as a result of reading a book years ago by David Ogilvie called On Advertising. And he was um, kind of a revolutionary in the advertising industry when he began two generations ago. And he said this, he said, great marketing only makes a bad product fail faster. Uh, And, And what he meant by that is that if you don't have the product right, Um, and you do get the word of mouth right, then it's only going to make the product fail faster because people are going to pass along the negative experience they had with your product or service. So I do think it comes back, especially in a presentation, if you're speaking publicly to the content that you're presenting, and it's got to be wow. And, And here's how I define wow, Dave. I say that wow is basically the difference or the gap that exists between what people expect and what they experience. So for example, you go to a movie and it's been really hyped and you've got enormous expectations and then you go to it. If it doesn't live up to that expectation, you don't experience wow. In fact, you experience disappointment. Hmm. And that's why in the world of social media, a movie can open to a lot of hype on a Friday night and be dead on Sunday if the movie doesn't deliver. On the other hand, if people have expectations that are lower and then you exceed those expectations, you create a positive gap, which is wow. So I I find that it often helps, particularly in the area of public speaking, if I try to define very clearly what the audience is expecting and then deliberately try to to create a gap. What can I do to over-deliver in a way that creates a wow for them and for the other uh, people that are in attendance?
0: Hmm. You've spoken very publicly about having a what you called a relatively small online following the first several years that you were writing. You mentioned that just a few minutes ago too. Uh, one thing that you emphasize in your book is building a sustainable platform over time. I'm wondering how leaders today can stay focused on the long term in a business world that so often tells us you know, instant results are what are valued.
1: Yeah, I think you have to connect with uh, the higher purpose of what it is you're trying to create and what your legacy is going to be. And, you know, for a couple of years before we took Thomas Nelson private, it was a publicly held company. And and in a publicly held company that's traded on the New York Stock Exchange like ours was, the pressure was on every quarter to deliver the results. And in fact, the analysts and the institutional investors didn't really care for them, what, care what you had uh, done for them the quarter before. They just wanted to know, what have you done for me lately? Sure. So there was huge pressure to stay focused on the here and now. But the thing that I, I tried to do with my team was just to keep asking the question, why? What's at stake? Why are we trying to do what we're doing? What do we want for the long term? Um, Thomas Nelson had been in business since 1798. So we already wow. had this huge legacy. And I wanted to be able to pass the company on uh, in a way that was... Uh, healthy, that would continue the legacy and continue the mission. So again, I think it, it, it takes getting grounded in mission, core values, and as a leader, constantly going back to those, constantly uh, talking about them because people are so present to what's happening now that they forget. And so you as the leader have got to remind people about what counts for the long term and what matters. And if you don't extol that, nobody else is going to. You've got to be the, the chief custodian, as it were, of the vision and and keep talking about the vision. Otherwise, people lose it and they just lose focus.
0: Before I ask my last question, what's the best way for people to purchase the book and also to stay connected with you?
1: Well, I would say um, you can purchase the book at platformbook.com. If you go there, we have links to all the major retail uh, sites, e uh, e-tailer sites. And also, we have I have a description of what the book is and what I attempted to do with it. But in addition to that you can just stay connected to me at michaelhyatt.com and that's where i blog and i blog five days a week and that's where you can find me
0: and i read your blog uh, daily almost and i can uh, tell our audience that there's always something of value for you there so i really encourage you to head that way and uh michael i ask this question to every guest that comes on our show um, the leaders who tune into the show are all about learning to engage and develop others And so I'm wondering, who is a leader that's been an effective coach for you? And what did that person
1: do to engage or develop you? Well, I would say the most effective executive coach that I've ever had, and I really do believe in coaching, but it was a lady named Eileen Meething, and she's with a company called Gap International in Philadelphia. And she worked with me for two years. And the thing that she did for me is that she helped me understand that the outcomes I'm trying to create in the world are a direct result of the thinking that's going on inside of my head. So in other words, the thinking leads to those outcomes. So if I want to change the outcomes, I've got to change the way that I think about uh, business performance, about the process, about everything, the story I'm telling myself, all of that has consequences. So when I learned that, it really did help me. I realized that uh, I was responsible for the outcomes in the business. And if I wanted to change things, I needed to change my thinking. That's where it had to start. It always comes back to personal leadership, doesn't it? It really does. No substitute.
0: Well, I wanted to, before I let you go, just publicly thank you as well. Um, Those of uh, you who listen to this show regularly know that um, I pulled up your Creating a Life Plan e-booklet about, oh, about a year and a half, two years ago when I first found your blog. And one of the things that I wrote down in my goals was that we'd create a Coaching for Leaders show and have it going weekly. And this has really turned into a successful show. And I really want to thank you for, even though we haven't met before, of Uh, being an inspiration and being part of the tapestry that's helped uh, guide my journey and helped me to develop as a leader. So thank you for being an important part of that process for me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Michael Hyatt is the author of Platform, Get Noticed in a Noisy World, and the voice behind his own platform, michaelhyatt.com. Michael, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you, Dave. I just can't tell you enough how much great wisdom there is in Michael's new book, Platform, Get Noticed in a Noisy World. And while I think this book would be a value to anyone in this listening audience who wants to get a message out to people, I especially think it's valuable and a must-read for anyone out there, whether you are involved in an organization or running a small business or starting a small business, and want to or already have some sort of online presence, particularly engaging in social media and want to maximize your effectiveness there, boy, I'll tell you, this book is a must read. I went through and was highlighting and, and <laughs> just have a whole list of things that I'm going to be putting into practice on our website in the coming weeks and months in order to better serve you, our listener. And so if that's something that's important to you, and it really should be, if you're doing anything online today and want to get your message out, I really encourage you to pick up Michael's book. I know it's something that will be of great value to you. And now this is the point in the show where I like to share some community news and feedback, and there's some great ways to stay connected with the community of people who listen to this show. The best way by far is to hop onto our website at coachingforleaders.com. You can always check out all the notes for all the shows in addition to all our quick coach videos and articles about how you can be a more effective leader. So all of that's on our website. You can connect there anytime. And of course, you can also leave uh, comments, questions, or feedback on our listener hotline. That number is 949 38 learn Particularly if you have any comments or questions about my interview with Michael today, I'd love to hear them and be able to respond to them on our next episode next week. And of course, email is a great way to connect to. Our email address is feedback at coachingforleaders.com. Two things I wanted to mention today is I did mention that I've been highlighting Michael's book as I've been going through, and I actually have been trying to read uh, almost everything these days on my Kindle. And I love reading on the Kindle for a whole number of reasons, the portability and being able to get books almost instantly. But one of the things that I really have enjoyed and have been making use of in the last few months is when I'm reading of highlighting on the Kindle And then uh, when I find something that would be of value to this listening audience, one of the things I try to do, or really anyone that's connected with me online, is to hit the button where you can share right to Twitter and Facebook from the Kindle. And so I try to highlight things that I find will be of value to this listening audience, and in particular to get them out onto Twitter. So if you don't use Twitter, don't worry about it because you can even get there from our Facebook site. But if you are a Twitter user, I encourage you to follow me on Twitter because you might find something there of value to you as well as I'm going through and reading books by some of the authors I'm going to be talking with on the show here in the coming months. And my Twitter ID to follow me is at Dave stahoviak Now that's... Not the easiest name to spell, and I recognize that. So the better way to catch me on Twitter is just go to coachingforleaders.com. In the upper right-hand corner there, you'll see a button with the little Twitter bird. Just click on that, and that'll take you to my Twitter profile. You can follow me there, and that way stay connected with me as there as well. And I do share uh, even more things there as well, uh, articles and just notes and things I'm finding that I, f- I find will be valuable to you. By the way, the hashtag for our show is CFL show. So pound sign CFL show for a coaching for leaders show. And hey, if all of what I just said in the last 60 seconds sounds foreign to you, <laughs> pick up Michael's book. He'll explain it. By the way, uh, Michael does a great job of explaining what Twitter is and why you should care in his book. And if that you're not into that, you don't use Twitter, hey, don't worry about it. You can stay connected with us as well on our Facebook site, and I'll have more information about that in just a moment. But I did want to share one other resource uh, with you this week. And of course, since we're still on the topic of presenting and speaking, at least for one more episode here, Uh, I want to give you one more tool that'll get you up to speed for next week's episode. And this is an article I found by Ben Decker and actually a, a resource I found on Twitter. And the title of the article is The Five Biggest Mistakes That CEOs Make in Speaking. Now, you may be thinking, hey, I'm not a CEO, and I know many of our listening audience is not, but it doesn't matter because this show would be, this show, this article would be of value to you, Uh, Regardless, I really encourage you to check it out. I found it uh, just a couple of days ago online, read through it, and found it really, really valuable. So if you're looking for some great ideas on how you can be a more effective speaker and also what are the mistakes you'd want to avoid, check out Ben's article, and you can find the link for that at the show notes for this show, which is, again, episode number 40, and that's at coachingforleaders.com. And uh, one final note before I let you go today is next week is the final episode of our speaking and presenting series, and I'm going to be tackling PowerPoint head on. And uh, PowerPoint is one of those things that a lot of us have a love-hate relationship with. It has become the de facto uh, presentation uh, medium for how to get information across to people these days. And there are some wonderful ways to use PowerPoint, and there are some very poor ways to use PowerPoint. And so the title of next week's show is Friends Don't Let Friends Abuse PowerPoint. So if you've ever been frustrated with PowerPoint, if you have ever sat through a presentation that you wish you could have run out of the room and done something else with your hour or half hour or however long you were watching someone read slides to you, I encourage you strongly, make sure you check out next week's episode number 41. It's going to be airing on June 11th and you can find it the same place you found this episode today. Hey, I just wanted to share a quick thank you to George Bell and Steve Chase for becoming listeners to the show and liking us on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook as well. Just search for Coaching for Leaders. Hey, if this show's been helpful to you, I'd love your feedback in a review if you use iTunes. Go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash iTunes. Leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you say about the show. By the way, the link to all the show notes for this episode is at coachingforleaders.com. This is episode number 40. And as always, this show airs every Monday morning. Hey, wherever you are in the world, whatever's on your agenda today, take one idea from this show to engage and develop someone you lead. See you next week, everybody.